0: You know, I think that, that people believe that incivility and bad manners are commonplace for lawyers when in, in fact um, they're not. And so to turn it around, we've got some work to do. And I was hoping that you know, my year as TIP's chair for the American Bar Association will allow us to focus on how to turn it around and what we're going to do to uh, make sure that you know, um, we look at the positive side of what we do and in order to make us all better lawyers.
1: This is Lawyer to Lawyer, the award winning legal podcast with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi. West Coast meets East Coast. And yes, they are attorneys, bringing you the latest legal news and observations every week with the leading experts in the legal profession. Produced right here on the Legal Talk Network.
2: Hello, and welcome to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. I'm Craig Williams coming to you from Southern California. And this is Bob Ambrogi coming to you from Rockport, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston, where uh, I write a blog called Law Sites and uh, also a blog called Media Law.
3: How are you today, Craig? I'm pretty good. It's a little uh, dreary out here, Bob, but um, we want to make sure that we take this time to thank our sponsors, Clio, a web-based practice management software program for lawyers at goclio.com. App River, email, and web security experts. You can find out more about App River at AppRiver.com, and PC Law by LexisNexis for a free trial. You can go to PCLaw.com dot com slash radio.
2: Well, Craig, today we're going to focus today's uh, program uh, on a discussion about civility uh, in the legal profession. Uh, Does this mean I can't interrupt you, Bob? <laughs> no, uh, you can you can prove you can prove it false uh, if you want. Uh, you can you can be as uncivil as you want. It's, it's your show. What the heck? But. Uh, uh, it's, uh we're going to talk a little bit about what that means. Uh, is it is it more than just politeness and affability? Is it a, is it a skill in the management of differences, disagreements, and conflict? Uh, should it be taught in our law schools uh, and in our law firms? How essential is civility to the legal profession? We have
3: as a guest joining us now to
2: talk as civility is an
3: art form in diplomacy and the law is Dick Sumerjian from the law firm of Schwartz, Sumerjian, Ballard, and Colley LLP. He is also the chair of the ABA Tort Trial and Insurance Practice Session Tips. Dick specializes in civil litigation and trial practice. He also continues on as vice chair in the Business Litigation Committee. Welcome to the show, Dick.
0: Well, thanks for having me, guys.
3: Well, Dick, you you've become the chair of the uh, of Tips in the 80th year, in the anniversary of the American Bar Association uh, Tips. Group, so congratulations on your role. But as chair, you've stressed the importance of relevance, professionalism, civility, and excellence in the profession of law. So, what is it that you're trying to encourage lawyers to do?
0: Well, you know, it, it, I'm honored to be the the chair of TIPS um, in, in at its 80th anniversary. That the organization was started back in 1932 and 1933 by some some lawyers who were visionaries. Uh, you know, primarily from the East Coast, uh, and they started an ABA section. Um, to deal with the issues of the day and tort law back in 1932 and 1933 was uh, becoming more and more defined. And, and since it is the 80th anniversary of TIPS, what I wanted to do as the chair uh, for the year was to focus what's important to all tort and insurance practice section practitioners, and that is to, to focus more on uh, professionalism and civility in the practice of law. At times, I think, uh, it's important to reflect on how we conduct ourselves as officers of the court and, and uh and re uh reminding ourselves that we have qualities such as uh unselfishness, compassion, patience and integrity uh as it relates to ju- our justice system. So um it it's going to be a fun year uh having to do with those four cornerstones of my theme.
2: Well, Dick, what, what does this really mean? I mean, we we talk a lot about. I mean, we're engaged in an adversary system. We, as lawyers, are expected to be zealous in in our representation and our advocacy on behalf of our clients. So, when we talk about civility, is that is that contrary to what we're supposed to be doing as lawyers?
0: Well, that's a, that's an interesting question, and and I I will say this. Um, I would say not. Um, I, I think if you look back around thirty, you know, thirty forty years ago. When when someone tried a case, there were well-known circles of professionals in each community who frequently were in the courthouse. They knew each other. Uh, they knew each other's families. Uh, they knew the judges. The judges knew them. And, and over time, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of my belief that populations of lawyers uh, have changed. And, and now where back in the old days you would litigate cases amongst peers that you've known and can trust, now you, you really don't know at times who you're trying a case against and i think you know if you were to talk to some judges as i have many litigators and judges were noticing a serious decline in civility and congeniality in the practice of civil law because now we're sort of winning at all costs uh rather than uh just trying a case fair and um and, and so incivility i think became the rule not the exception um when you look at you know how trials uh, came down and i would also say you know although we do have uh, as part of our uh, obligations to try cases with zeal um the focus in this particular generation is now on immediate results and winning at all costs so with the increase in technology the pace of life fax machines emails texting you know iPhones iPads um the focus is really on immediacy and not necessarily uh, you know to step back and take a deep breath before reacting and pausing in responding to a lawyer that perhaps uh, is is not playing fairly, and so I think overall um, that is where civility really comes into play.
3: My wife tells me that uh, she was watching Family Feud, and a question came on that said, "What is the uh, what are the professions that do not need ethics?" The number one answer was lawyers. Do you think we're ever going to be able to turn that around?
0: well i will tell you you know unfortunately you know lawyers reputation's have declined as reflected in those kinds of lawyer jokes books and movies um you know the other thing is television shows uh, uh really put a, a premium on rude behavior and constant eruption in the you know the mock trials or the trials that go on in the shows and it's a message i think that's been sent to our communities uh, uh as w- how they view lawyers um and so um you know, I think that that people believe that incivility and bad manners are commonplace for lawyers, when in, in fact um, they're not. And so, to turn it around, we've got some work to do. And I was hoping that you know my year as tips chair for the American Bar Association will allow us to focus on how to turn it around and what we're going to do to uh, make sure that you know um, we look at the positive side of what we do and make us in order to make us all better lawyers.
2: Well, we want to talk about that, but I, I wonder first—you know—what what evidence do we have that this really is a problem? I mean, is it is it a matter purely of of, of observations such as those you've just described? I mean, is there any statistical information? Have we done any surveys? Do we have anything that tells us that that this lack of civility is is growing as a problem uh, within the legal profession?
0: You know, that that's also another great question, and um, I just returned. Um, from Williamsburg, Virginia, in my role as the chair of tips and went to a a, uh, a roundtable on the American uh, jury trial. And various um, legal-based um, um, organizations were invited to attend this round table, including the American Board of Trial Advocates, or ABODA, um Defense Research Institute, or DRI, the American Association of justice or aaj the the, the roundtable put together all the different entities, including some you know specialized insurance company attorneys uh, judges et cetera and the panel really did um, have an opportunity to um, look at the issues of civility and uh, I think it has um, been a, a a huge theme of ABODA, the uh, the trial advocates to Assure why civility um, matters, and they in fact have gone out and they've um, put together various programs of of why civility matters, as does the American ends of court. Um, and the data that we we discussed and has been um, sort of um, um, talked about amongst the roundtable and lawyers within you know organizations in the profession. Is that um, courts, uh, court trials, are becoming more and more um, adversarial in the sense that um, the, the the legal community has changed and relationships amongst lawyers have changed, and it's no longer insu- uh, you know insular. It's more diverse and globalized. And what leads to that is you know inevitably the loss to congeniality and. And that's one point. Um, As you all know, as lawyers and as everybody listening who are lawyers, discovery, um, those uh, uh, procedural issues that occur before trial uh, is mushrooming. Um, And there are more and more... uh, uh, burdens that come across with regards to discovery whether it's electronic discovery uh, excessive discovery numerous depositions um setting depositions without consulting with the other attorney before it's unilaterally set and and, and those types of things i think empirically uh have been found to cause incivility amongst attorneys, uh, whether in the courtroom or pretrial,
2: and It's funny because I sometimes wonder whether the federal rules of civil procedure uh, or other similar uh, rules on the state level have, have contributed to uh, incivility in the, in the sense that they promote uh, sort of aggressive motion practice and aggressive discovery practices uh, and, and, you know, encourage lawyers to sort of burden each other with paper and requests and, and work. Uh, what do you think about that?
0: You know, that, that's a good point, and that, it's. In fact, that was also discussed, um, and it, it's very interesting because there are numerous organizations and states that are now trying to combat um, the federal rules in um, making a discovery more streamlined. Um, and uh, there are c- certain um, states, Utah is one of them, that have standing orders from the court that that actually um, focus upon the duty of good faith in preparing and propounding discovery and motions, uh, and uh, Montana's another state trying to enforce civility uh, in in discovery. Those, those, th- those are the issues that I think start but do not end the incivility, which hurts, you know, I think the legal profession and the justice system.
3: Well, we have those types of issues as it relates to the type of uh discovery that you can do in the amount of work that you can propound and enforce the other side to do, which kind of more borders on harassment. Uh, there's also the kind of civility that, or incivility that occurs between counsel and the way that they deal with one another. I mean, it's interesting to me that I think the great majority of the relationships I have with opposing counsel are, uh, are very nice and very professional, but there's always one or two or three that I can't seem to, Quite get along with and uh, feel like I'm getting abused uh, from a civility standpoint, just in the way that they're treating me, and as a consequence, it it generates the same kind of response in return. Well, if you're going to be that way, then so am I. So, how do you deal with that?
0: You know, you've you've hit the nail right on the head. Um, I think you know in our profession, zealous advocacy is, is the sword to pursue you know pursue a strategy of winning at all costs and um sometimes attorneys um those who are per- perhaps insecure with their own uh practice or, or, or abilities uh take the tactic to um what they would call scorched earth uh, whether in dealing with attorneys and or you know just in professionalism in general and uh i am like you i generally get along with 99% of the attorneys i deal with um i, I tend to be uh, professional, my word is my bond, and my integrity is my value. There are, however, attorneys that, that don't have that particular motto and or theme or value. So th- the way I deal with this is very similar to you. I think the instinct that we all have as lawyers is to tit for tat, uh, meaning that if someone's going to be uh, uh, scorched earth with me and, and, and not civil uh, I think the response is to be uncivil back, but sometimes, as I said, you got to take a step back because those types of lawyers I have found they thrive from getting you out of your game. And if your game is, uh, you know, to be in, to have integrity, to have values of honesty um, and civility, and they're trying to take you out of your game and get you off your your your, your value system, um, they win. And so every time uh, I mentor my own law firm uh, attorneys and associates, uh, that if you are ever in that situation, you, you, you know you continue with your value of um, honesty and integrity and civility and professionalism, and you and you get them off their game. Because I think some of those lawyers, and I think you guys might agree with me,
4: they don't know how to deal with someone
0: who's nice, um, and uh, and or they they can't figure out. Uh, Exactly why they're not uh, upsetting you as much as they probably upset uh, other attorneys that they deal with. So that's one type of um, response to that uh, to that that problem.
2: Throw them off balance with kindness. Exactly, but it's not easy to do <laughs> is. Yeah. So so how do you uh, so as you uh, embark on this year and, and want to make this a, a focus of your work? How do you? get around that fact that some people are just well excuse my french assholes uh, you know uh, how do you deal with that in in, in trying to encourage lawyers to uh, be civil well i think
0: there's a a number of things um you know you're never going to change a person and and i think we all know that i mean if someone's just going to be an asshole they're, they're an asshole not only in the practice of law probably but they've got other problems in life right um I, there there are many long term solutions um that that i think that uh, TIPS is going to be dealing with and my year is going to be focusing on. Uh, and that is really education, uh, whether it's educating at, at a very minimum um, our law students who soon are to be lawyers, but more so to educate the lawyers themselves about the advantages of civility, um, because civility is not a sign of weakness. So if you're dealing with an asshole and you're being, um, you know, uh kind and you're being honest and you're you're keeping your integrity that shouldn't be a sign of weakness and what we have done is this year we are putting together um continually education programs throughout the year that really real really deal with the civility to to address the civility and professionalism issues um and that is the focus and one of the cool things we're doing is um in Let's see, in April of 2013, our our TIPS ABA meeting, our spring meeting, our leadership meeting will be in Washington, D.C., and we're collaborating this year for the first time ever with the American Bar Association Judicial Division. And so the judges, together with the tort and insurance practice section practitioners, will be getting together to spend five days of continuing education programs that are fo- going to be focusing exclusively on the long-term solutions on how to educate lawyers and, and law students about the advantages of civility. And that's a start. Um, there are other legal groups, uh, as, such as ABODA, the American of Court, DRI, the AAJ, uh, that also are focusing on those types of civility mentoring programs. you got to start somewhere, and that's uh, that's how we're... That's how we're working.
3: And how do you deal with the the judges that you occasionally find? I mean, they're, they're truly are rare, but every once in a while, you'll get one that just is um, consistently inappropriate, uh, not civil to attorneys, rude. What's your suggestion on how you deal with judges like that?
0: Boy, that that is a problem, um, and, and there are those <laughs> judges. Luckily, they're they're in the minority, significantly in the minority. Um, you know, th- that's a really good question. Um, my practice and the practice of my law firm and those that I associate with is to continue to maintain your professionalism and core value, even with those judges. And I have I have found that even when a judge And I think you guys will agree, even when they're perhaps ornery, having a bad day, uh, being overly um, aggressive or perhaps even chastising relative to the lawyers in the profession, if you continue the value of your your integrity uh, and treat them with respect, even though perhaps they don't deserve it um, for how they're acting, um, their particular um, – mindset changes as well. I think those judges who are in that, that boat, at least from my experience, thrive on lawyers uh, perhaps being um, ornery and or uh, in, not, not civil back to them. And I have seen that. And I think we all have when we're in the courtroom. In you know, I it never cease to amaze me how much I get uh, shocked that a lawyer will actually talk back to a judge and perhaps, you know, say things that no one else would say, um, that seems to, you know, increase the level of intensity of the judges, perhaps in prof- un- un- professionalism. When I have found uh, other lawyers uh, in the same regard having, you know, a better demeanor with the judge and continuing to keep their their core value of uh, of integrity and professionalism, that sort of mellows the judges uh, out a little bit. And I, I assume I'd like to hear your your take on that. And how you deal with it?
2: Well, we're, we may we may get to that in just a second. We're we're uh, we're talking with Dick Submergent. We're going to take a short break, and uh, when we return, we'll have much more uh, from the new chair of the ABA Tip Section on Civility in the Legal Profession.
5: Hi, my name is Kay Kenny from Legal Talk Network, and I'm joined by Jack Newton, president of Clio. Jack is going to talk to us about the benefits of cloud computing. Now, what do you think the single biggest benefit to cloud computing is?
4: In talking to our customers recently uh, about that very question, I was surprised with what came back with as, as a really resounding response. And, and that was that it's the convenience and the freedom that cloud computing affords them. The ability to get their work done from anywhere, whether it's at their office, at the courthouse, at home, or even if they're on vacation. They're able to get their work done where and when they need to get it done. Uh, The mobile aspect of things is also increasingly important with with cloud-based software. You can access your data and software from your iPhone or your iPad, uh, your BlackBerry, uh, and other mobile devices. So for the uh, lawyers that are on the move, which is an increasing uh, proportion of lawyers, that's a, a really key benefit as well.
5: We've been talking to Jack Newton, president of Clio. Thank you so much, Jack.
4: Thank you. And if anyone wants additional information on Clio, they can feel free to visit www.goclio.com. That's G O C L I O.com. Someone's at the door. Don't answer it. Why not?
5: I'm listening to Legal Talk Network podcasts to get my CLE credit in West Legal Ed Center.
4: Oh, I need to do that too. Where do I find them? It's easy.
5: Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and pick a program for CLE, click on it. And start listening. Or go to westlegaledcenter.com and choose from any of the Legal Talk Network programs available for CLE.
4: Perfect. I'll do that right now.
1: Tired of all the headaches of running your law firm? Want to spend your time doing what really matters? Then you need PC Law. PC Law from LexisNexis is the legal industry's best selling matter billing and accounting software. It has never been easier to manage your law firm and serve your clients. Get back to doing what matters to you. For a free trial, go to pclaw.com slash radio. That's pclaw.com slash radio. Or call us at 800-685-2161 today.
5: Promote yourself online with Legal Talk Network by becoming a featured lawyer. Your featured lawyer profile lets potential clients and referral attorneys get to know you in a five-minute podcast interview with Legal Talk Network, plus your photo, your bio, and your firm's contact info. Be part of the most progressive online legal network anywhere. Just call legal Talk Network at 781-551-9960. That's 781-551-9960. Or by emailing admin at legaltalknetwork.com. Be a Legal Talk Network featured lawyer now. Protect your firm's email with AppRiver. Send confidential emails with confidence using AppRiver's CypherPost Pro email encryption service. With Cypher Post Pro, you'll control who sees your messages, and a patented delivery slip will show you when they're received and opened. There's no hardware or software to manage. You can cancel any time, and you get a 30-day free trial. All backed by AppRiver's phenomenal care. Visit AppRiver.com, that's app or call 866-223-4645.
1: We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network, Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. You can advertise with us at Legal Talk Network and have your own commercial playing in this podcast. Just give us a call anytime at 781 551 9960 or shoot us an email at admin at LegalTalkNetwork.com.
3: Welcome back to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. We're talking with Dick Smirgin from the law firm of Schwartz, Smirgin, and Ballard, and Colley, LLP. And right before the break, I think, Dick, you kind of posed the question to us. Yeah, I did. With, <laughs> <It's great>. um, <laughs> I'm the
0: questioner now. It's nice.
3: What do you guys do? What with do you guys judges. do? Well, I go talk to the presiding judge. Oh. Uh, I figure that if there's uh, a judge that's out of line and uh, needs to be brought back in line, then the best way to make that happen is to go talk to the presiding judge and say, look, if you have a question, just order the transcript, go sit in the back of this guy's courtroom and and listen. And that generally gets the message across.
0: It's a very very good thing to do. You know, do you find that the presiding judges know those judges' reputations? It's not the first time they've
3: heard the complaint. Frequently I hear that it's not the first time they've heard the complaint, and they say they're working with it. And uh, if they... If a month or two or three goes by and there hasn't been much of an improvement in the judge's demeanor, then it's a. In California, we have the option of reporting them to the uh, judicial council and some of the uh, the judges' commissions in Sacramento and, and letting them know that this needs attention.
2: Right. That's it, it a generally, it's really handled. Way to handle it. I've, I've heard rumors that judges are people, too. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> what, what, what about the. I, I mean, a flip side of that, perhaps, is is how the client plays into this. Uh, You know, I I think I've certainly had the experience where where a client has kind of turned to me and said, well, how come you're not a bulldog like that jerk lawyer over there? Uh, You know, shouldn't you be more aggressive uh, on my behalf? Do do you feel, Dick, that that clients uh, at all drive uh, lawyers to be uncivil or at least to uh, play up to the TV version of what they think a lawyer is supposed to look like?
0: You know, some do and some don't. Um I I think that um clients are are like you know anyone else in the sense that they're observing uh the the combat the lawyer versus the lawyer. And some clients believe that you know the the more angry and the more aggressive you are, uh somehow um the the better that uh, that attorney is. But you know in reality incivility results in increased costs and fees. You know, it leads to law and motion, sanctions, unnecessary expensive discovery, and really, you know, perhaps uh, the need to, you know, reimburse, uh, you know, attorney's fees if you lose a motion. It it essentially delays resolution of a dispute. And, um, you know, when when there's incivility in in a case, you know, no one usually wants to discuss settlement. Everybody wants to win. Um, And it it turns into like an uncivil, you know, emotional battle. Um, so in essence, you know, that type of conduct is less effective. It's, it's definitely not cost efficient. Um, and so what, w- you know, we do and what I do, especially in those types of situations is to really sit the client down and let the client know, uh, perhaps before they get into the combat is that this other lawyer, um, is, uh, extremely aggressive, um, and uh, his reputation is such that it, it's not necessarily one that uh, judges or other lawyers like. Uh, but I'm not going to play the game with him. I'm not going to waste it, you know, my client's time and money or your time and money. And uh, I'm not going to make your life miserable by playing the tit for tat and engaging in unnecessary fights, which will generate stress to you and make the practice and the case intolerable. So... You know, it's always been my belief that congeniality is um, healthy and it's rewarding, and so uh, the client needs to, to to know about that before we get into the case.
3: How do you think that social media and the lack of uh, direct face to face interactions has affected civility? Do you think as younger lawyers have? Have uh, become more and more dependent on technology; that they are less civil as a consequence.
0: What? What a great question! And I, I'll ask you guys because I, I know in my practice there was a time before email I would probably get maybe fifty calls a day, telephone calls, uh, perhaps you know thirty voicemail messages. Today, with the advent of email and and texting to some extent, but m- much more email, I probably get. Five telephone calls a day. Primarily, the practice has turned into communication by email, and I, I wonder if you guys are in the same boat there.
2: Definitely. If my phone rings, it's usually spam.
0: Right, and there's a lot of spam in there. <laughs> but but so what what has happened is when when something bothered you or you needed something back, you know, before the advent of the social media, you just pick up the phone and you'd call the lawyer and you'd have a discussion, and you would talk maybe a little bit about life in general and uh, not the law, and then you talk about what you're calling about, and you'd hang up and say goodbye, have a great day, and you'd hang up. Today, it is primarily you know, 95% email. And as you all know, you can't and will not be able to um, uh, understand the tone of what someone's saying by email. Somebody might send you an email that could be extremely innocent, but the way you read it, puts a tone into it that causes it in your mind to be adversarial or perhaps it really is adversarial in the way it is written. And, and on top so, of
3: that, the the phone calls that you used to get were always including a little bit of visiting. How's your family? What about the kids? What are you doing this weekend? And in emails, it's just purely business.
0: Absolutely. I was in court last week uh, uh, and a discovery dispute um, was uh, had had been brought up in the in the case before I was called, and these two lawyers are battling over discovery, and the judge looked at one of the lawyers and said, "Did you pick up the phone and call him?" The lawyer looked at him and said, "Well, Your Honor, no." He goes, "Did you did you pick up the phone and call the other lawyer?" And the other lawyer said, "No," and I have never seen this before, guys. He ordered he ordered that they talk by phone. <laughs> I just was blown away. He, there was I've seen instances order. where
3: judges have ordered uh, lawyers that can't be civil with one another to file all their briefs in crayon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that one I haven't heard, but I like it. I'm mean, gonna I'm gonna make sure I. I uh, As a federal court
3: order, or yeah. It's a, it's sometimes in the beginning of the program, I'll I'll talk about my book, How to Get Sued, and and that situation is is in there and quoted. Uh, actually, quote the order.
0: Wow. Well. It's you know essentially whether you, you you know you, you put it in crowns or you, you you have to get ordered to telephone somebody. What does that say about our social media, and, and where we've gone with our technology? That lawyers do not phone each other anymore. And um, it, you know don't don't you remember when the fax machine first came out? It was an amazing. It was back in the early 80s. It was such an amazing change in the practice because now everything was immediate. Uh back in the the old days, which I call in the eighties you'd be be able to like write a letter and then you'd put it in the mail and you'd have at least a three day time period by the time the other lawyer got it, and then he'd write you a letter back and you had three more days and then the fax machine came out, and things were somewhat immediate now you got a letter right away but with with email and texting it is uh and now with the fax faxes coming straight to your computer, things are moving quickly. Um, There's no time so- to
3: really think and give thought to what it is you're writing in response, and you frequently don't run the letter by one of your other attorneys that are in the office to say, you know, am I really phrasing this right? Am I being too rude? Um, it's
2: it's kind of instantaneous. But, yeah, yeah but What I, what I, I often just, say is that we've just lost the deliberative aspect of law. I mean, I, I'm, I, you know when I first practiced law, the, you know, the client would not even phone you. They'd come to your office, and uh, they'd come in, and they'd tell you your problem, and you'd say, well, I'm going to think about this and look into this, and I'm going to get back to you in a week or two. <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, it's it's got to be instant. They want an answer now. Right, well,
3: we've just about reached the end of our program, Dick, and it's time for us to wrap up and get your final thoughts as well as your contact information. So let's let's start with that.
0: Well, thanks. I really, again, on behalf of the American Bar Association's Tort and Insurance Practice Section, and, and me personally, actually as well, um, I, I really thank you because I, I I do have um, a strong strong uh, belief that professionalism um, and the movement in uh, bolstering professionalism in our practice is important it's it's strong and um we are attempting to move ahead to cultivate those values of honesty and integrity and civility in our profession. And so what TIPS is doing for the year is we're focusing on those values. Um we're you know we're we're cultivating together with the American Bar Association Judicial Division to to talk about um what we talked about today to cultivate professionalism by by mentoring, uh by educating and and by by uh, actually um practicing. So uh my uh my year I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. I hope we make a difference and I hope that uh um at the end of the year uh we have educated those that need to be educated on why it's important for our practice. Um I'm from San Diego, California. Uh, that's where my law firm is downtown. Um I Uh, I'm a trial lawyer. I have been since 1985, and uh, I'm honored this year to spend some time with the American Bar Association in fulfilling my themes. And so, yeah, I could be contacted at – well, (laughs) it's funny. I was going to give my email address, but you know what? I'm going to give my phone number, 619-236-8821, and uh, we're located right down in uh, downtown San Diego at 101 West Broadway. In San Diego.
3: Great. Well, Dick, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much for your thoughts. And um, I guess, Bob, I'll have to be a little bit more civil to you, so give you the chance to go first and wrap up with your thoughts.
2: <laughs> well, let me just uh, add my thanks to Dick for taking the time to be with us uh, today, and uh, congratulations on his uh, becoming chair of the TIP section, and uh, wish wish him well uh, in, uh, in uh, working to bring uh, greater levels of civility to the legal profession. Um, you know, It's funny that I I hear a lot about this, and I I certainly see instances of it, uh, and yet I I don't see it as pervasive uh, in my own experience. Uh, More often than not, I find uh, lawyers, uh, you know, willing to uh, to talk about things, to try and work things out. Uh, You know, a lot of my work uh, is as an arbitrator and mediator, and I often find uh, that lawyers have uh, in advance of of an arbitration. Come to the hearing, uh, having gotten together and talked to each other, and trying to sort out uh, some of the issues to be addressed or exhibits to be admitted. Uh, um, you know, I, I'm sometimes encouraged by by the level of civility, frankly, that I that I see. There there are those uh, a-holes, as I mentioned before, and I and I see them all the time. But uh, um, you know, I, and I don't know what you do about those folks. Uh, they. Some of those people are not going to change, no matter how much we preach to him, the the benefits of civility. So I don't know. What are you seeing in your practice, Craig?
3: I'm kind of with you, Bob. I mean, I get to the point where you occasionally see it, but the majority of the time I think uh, most people are civil to one another. And for those that aren't, um, you know, you do what you can do. (laughs) I mean, I'll report back in a couple of weeks, but uh, I've right now got a motion pending to uh, compel the acceptance of a lunch invitation that I brought (laughs) uh, because I couldn't get the other attorney to sit down with me and discuss settlement. So I went to the judge and said, come on, ask him, make, make him go to lunch with me. Because that's what my client said. You know, I want you to sit. I want you to sit down and have lunch with the guy and have. And a was there a motion for costs
2: attached to that as well? Or <laughs> no,
3: I didn't bring sanctions. I didn't request sanctions.
2: No, 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 not sanctions. I mean, who's going to let pay, the judge deal
3: I, with that if he wants to?
2: Who's buying lunch? That's what I want to know.
3: So here you are. That well. We also want to thank Dick again for being uh with us today and, and making his great suggestions and hopefully uh, making a difference and good luck for this next year Dick.
0: Well thank you guys. I like your love your show. Listen to it a lot and um I I'm honored to be on it and uh uh, uh I, I I appreciate the time Great. Thanks we a lot. want to
3: remind Bob, we want to remind our listeners they can now get CLE credit through West Legal Ed Center for listening to Select Legal Talk Network podcast. Go to legaltalknetwork.com and click on West Legal Ed Center. You can also find all Legal Talk Network shows on iTunes as well as this particular one, Lawyer to Lawyer. And we'll be back again next week with another great legal topic. When you want legal, think Lawyer to Lawyer.
2: See you next week, Bob. See you then.
1: The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Lawyer to Lawyer with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi. Every week, a new legal topic that you won't want to miss.